Dog Bless You is brought to you by Button Up Box. We love our dogs and want them to be as healthy and as happy as possible. What do dogs want? Love and a delicious dinner, of course. Button Up Box and Wild Heart Foundation have an amazing relationship because we really do care about what our dogs eat. And it's all thanks to a certain rescue called Rudy. Rudy was in a really bad way. Her skin was sore and itchy, her energy was low, and then there were her farts. Absolutely foul. So co-founder and proud owner, Dave, started making her meals from scratch, gently cooking healthy home ingredients. Rudy, within weeks, recovered with more energy, healthy skin, and those farts, all gone. After developing the perfect recipe of 60% meat and 40% vegetables and none of the nasties along with colleague Kev, Button Up Box was born. What I love best is they actually taste the meals themselves and each portion is customized to suit your individual dog's needs. Button Up Box believes dogs deserve better and listeners of Dog Bless You can get 75% off their first two weeks of Button Up Box meals. Just go to buttonupbox.com slash W-A-H-F to apply. And for each new order using this link, an amazing £20 will go to the Wild at Heart Foundation. That's buttonupbox.com slash W-A-H-F. So help rescue a dog today by treating your dog to some fresh, gently cooked meals from Button Up Box. Proud sponsors of Dog Bless You. And welcome to Dog Bless You, the podcast about rescue dogs, the Wild at Heart Foundation charity, and our love of dogs in general. I'm your host, Nikki Tibbles, and in this series, we'll speak to people about their experiences with their companions and how a dog can change your life for the better. But we'll also hear some harrowing stories about the lives of some dogs here in the UK and around the world. And more importantly, we'll tell you how you can help end that. But for now, let's meet today's guest. Welcome, the fabulous Nick Eade. Thank Thank you you so much for your time and for being here today um, to talk about all things dog. And you have a very beautiful dog with the most fabulous name. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And uh, I sort of feel that this, because you are obviously our amazing television presenter, PR guru, your amazing PR company, and also a philanthropist, which I would love to talk to you about too, because I love people that give something back. I think it's always, I think it's so important, even more relative, relevant now in our lives, in our world, that, you know, to give something back is so incredibly important. But um, should we talk about Beverly? Bev for sure. Bev, yeah. Beverly Boulevard (laughs) Hills. I mean, genius name. How did you come up with that name? (laughs) Well, well, basically, I have, when I met my husband, now husband, when we first started dating, we actually had this imaginary dog that we wanted. And it was something that we kind of weirdly bonded over because I've had dogs all my life. He had had dogs all his life. And then we had this period of time, obviously, when we're sort of getting our careers in order, our lives in order to to actually not have one. And we just started to talk about 
you know, if we had this dog, what would we call it? And it was like Bev. And we would all, I mean, it sounds really weird, but not role play, but we'd be like, <laughs> Bev says no, you know, it'd become this third third wheel yeah. <laughs> in the relationship. What, what was Bev in your head? Bev, in my head, actually was a dachshund, yeah. uh, which is something that I've always grown up with. And yeah. in his head was a Labrador, because he, he'd grown right. up with that. So it was, uh, it has always been Quite there. A difference. But, yeah, a real <laughs> difference. And then I love Los Angeles. And funny enough, we, we this summer, last summer, we were staying near Beverly Boulevard and, mm. and the Beverly Hills Hotel, with, a whole, you know, with that area. And uh, we were actually behind um, Vanderpump Dogs, which is mm. Lisa Vanderpump's yes. amazing yes. work that she does. She does uh, amazing work. She works a lot for uh, yeah. animal... Animal rights, especially yes. in China. In and China, yeah. She is, uh, you know, and Marshall. she has this amazing, yeah, she has an amazing shop, which has beautiful stuff in it, but also they have rescue dogs there as well. Yes. So um, all this was happening. We were staying with my friend who has just got new twins. And the t- obviously, on- only place Hollywood, her twins are actually the twins in uh, Modern Family, the TV show, as you do. I mean, they're like six months old and they're superstars. Their checks are bigger <laughs> than I've ever had in my life. But we, he was becoming really broody. Yeah. And I could see it. He was getting up at five o'clock. And he never gets up at five o'clock just to take the kids for a walk and, you know, kind of feed them. And I was like, oh, Was there my. any dog involved? In there this was no dog involved no. in this one. But I was thinking no. to myself, OK, something's going on here. Yeah. We, need to, we need to act fast. And we talked about Beverly for a long time or having the dog. And I thought when we got back to London, I was yeah. like, right, we're going to... So, so Beverly already had a name. The dog yes, had a, the name came before Beverly yes. actually came. So so coming back then from L.A., had you decided between you if... Because if you've grown up with Daxons and your partner... <laughs> what, what's Andrew, Andrew. Andrew. Andrew has had Labradors. Yeah. So what do you do? What, 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 what do you do? I'm going to cross between a dachshund and a labrador. Exactly. That would That's be... going to be a sort of short, sort of fat-ish, short, stocky thing. Stocky with thing that really long has... nose and big ears. Yeah, very affectionate, but <laughs> really, really quite crazy. Yeah, get stuck in a lot of Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was to be honest, it was simply a case of of kind of working out what we needed. You know, we live in we live in Shoreditch. Yeah. We've got a flat. You've got to think. You know what kind of dog do we need in here? Yes. You know, and we thought, actually, Daxons are great, but they do have lots of problems with their backs. Yes. And, you know, going up and down stairs that we do, whether it's in the offices, etc. I felt that might not be the right dog. Yeah, um, And then with regards to, obviously, a Labrador, they're too big. They're yes. not the kind that you can have around, although we've got wonderful green spaces. Yes. It's just not practical. Yeah. They're like the countryside. Yeah, exactly. So that's, you know, let them have a great yes. life there. That's, that's so incredibly refreshing to hear the sort of thought process behind adopting a dog, buying a dog, whatever, you know, sort of, because so many people are just see a celebrity with a dog mm. and think, oh, I'll have a cockapoo or I'll have a this, I have a Labrador. I actually love an Afghan hound, but I live in a studio flat in East London and I've got a baby. Really not appropriate, but mm. it's all about what people want rather than what is actually right for the dog. Yeah. Because, you know, they don't have a choice in what lifestyle they're, exactly. they're born into. Yeah. You know, and it, it's great to hear. Because I, I get so frustrated with people who get dogs that are really inappropriate mm-hmm. and when we adopt our dogs to um, our amazing amazing people who adopt our dogs you know it's 
we make sure it's the right home for the dog because often that dog only has one chance at it. Yeah. You know, it's sort of all very well us having sort of, you know, uh, so many dogs that need homes. It's about finding the right home for that dog rather than the right do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, People no, saying, oh, I, I want that dog. And we're like, well, we don't think that dog will be right in the countryside, yeah. in, in London, better in the countryside. So, But so you, have to be, you have to be mindful of, of the dog also not ruling your life yeah. as well. Because I've got friends who have dogs who are their kind of surrogate children in many respects. Yeah. And they rule their lives. And it, it actually, in a weird way has a bit of a negative effect on them yeah. because the dog becomes before everything. I, I mean, I think dogs are the most important thing, yes. but it does become before everything and it actually has stopped some of them having great love lives, yeah. great relationships, yeah. you know. And, and Dogs that sleep in the middle I, I, of the bed. I, I had a friend who invited a lot of people around to her house for a party and halfway through the party, she told everyone to leave because a dog wanted us to leave. And I'm honestly... We're sitting there going, Seriously? this is the most insane thing ever, but we all left. Because the dog... Because the dog wanted us to leave. And when it because gets to the that... Because the dog was upset? The dog was upset, I think, by quite a lot of sound and probably clinking of lots of champagne glasses. Yeah. But, you know, when it gets to that stage, you have to think to yourself, okay, this is a bit ridiculous. Yes. But yeah. I will tell you, this is... Our journey with getting this dog is really interesting because we... My partner, you know, he was like, let's just find one. So we went on to various different websites. And I was like, no, no, you have to go to a breeder. But obviously, getting excited, we went on every single website you could think of. And we found, uh, we wanted to get a Cavapouche on. And yeah. the reason being was I'd seen, I'd met a few of them. I'd seen how affectionate they are. They've got the poodle kind of cleverness. Oh. And they're really, and they're really pretty. Yes. And I'm a very aesthetic person. Gorgeous. And I love beautiful yeah. things. So it kind of ticked every box. Yeah. And also they're very, they, they are very pleasant natured. And I yeah. knew if I was going to bring it to work, then it didn't, I didn't want a dog that I'd have to deal with constantly yapping or whatever. Yeah. So we, we went on, Andy was going on the internet. He found a few links, sent me the links. He was like, I've, got, I've been talking to this woman. She's got this dog. Have a look at the picture. Picture was, you know, this cute dog next yeah. to a gorgeous, um, next to a, a Mickey Mouse. And then I, then she then said, can we please have £5,000 deposit? And five, we were, £500, sorry, £500 deposit. <laughs> sorry, yeah, deposit. Yes. And we were like, well, we need to see them first. Yes. And they're like, well, no, give us the deposit, then we'll tell you where we are, and <gasps> then you can come and meet. So I was like, mm, mm, alarm bells well. are kicking yeah. in here. And then we suddenly got more texts from her saying, are you... When's the money coming in? We're like, okay, well, let's, we want to see the dog first. We're not going to part yeah. with our money. Then I looked at this picture and I just, there's something about it that just didn't ring true. Yes. And, and I, I'll tell you why, because the Mickey Mouse looked dated. And I was like, that's not, that's not a contemporary Mickey Mouse. Yeah. So I thought, I did my little Sherlock, I, I Sherlock Holmes, <laughs> Agatha Christie yeah. uh, impression. And I went and started going to Google, and I deep delved into Google, and Mickey, five pages in, there was a, this picture, and right. it was just a generic picture, picture, a stock picture, <gasps> of a little Cavapoo, Sean, Cavapoo actually it was, and she had used it, and when we said, can we have a look at other pictures, they'd obviously used the same set, and I think if you are, you can be quite naive. Very. And I think a lot of people are, as we know. A lot of people are very naive. Yeah. People don't know. I mean, I think, and again, this is, 
this is just brilliant because it's bringing up so many fantastic sort of elements to adopting a dog. Mm. You know, firstly, you're doing all the right things by thinking about exactly what's right for the dog and not for you. Yeah. But there are a vast amount of puppy mills and a huge amount of dogs coming in every day from Eastern Europe on in transporter vans packed to the rafters. And it, these are dogs that have been bred in horrific circumstances. Dogs that are used for purely for breeding where they have maybe three to four litters a year. Mm. And it, it's all about money. You mm. know, wh wherever there is money to be made, unfortunately, the sad point of fact of life is that you know, it's always at the cost to expense of animal welfare. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people aren't aware of this. And, and why should you be? Because yeah. you don't necessarily think that people would be wanting to, to breed so many dogs. But at the moment, you know, it's so easy. And especially with a breed like a cockapoo or a labradoodle or a multipoo or mm. a jackapoo or, or any of these, these new yeah. popular breeds of dogs, that, I mean, we could go online now and we could probably have three or four delivered right here, yeah. right now and within the space of two to three hours. Uh -huh. and, and people don't realize. And I think, you know, you, you have to get a dog from a, a kennel club breeder mm. and you have to see the mother yes. and you have to see where that puppy is living. The environment they're in. And yeah, the course. environment they're in. And, uh, but I mean, to, to, that's just shocking. It's so bad. I mean, that massive alarm bells yes. wanting money before you meet the yeah. dog. I mean, no, really, no one would do but that. Still, but still, I still find this whole kind of deposit thing really quite. It's very ruthless. Mm. So they'll have a waiting list, and they'll yes. say there's deposit, and then they'll be like, "You're like, well, which? Where am I in this? In you know, we've got a litter of say seven dogs. Yes. Where am I? And yeah. do I get to choose one, or have you allocated number three? because I'm the third one who's phoned up. Or, yeah. You know, it's just, it's, it's quite, it's, very, it's a business. Yes, it's a, it's a business. Absolutely, utterly a business. And it's a very sort of, you know, the people make a lot of money out of breeding dogs. Definitely. And there's a, there's a lot of puppy farms in Wales and Ireland because of slightly more remote parts yeah. of the world. And sadly, as I said, a lot of dogs are coming over from Eastern Europe. Yeah. And you know, you you can always be sure if you're asked to meet in a service station, yes. <laughs> that dog will not be coming from a very happy place. Yeah, yeah, that's, of course. That's something that people do need to be aware of. And there's an amazing guy I don't know if you've heard of called Mark Abraham. Yeah, I love him. Who, I'm a big yes, he, of. I mean he's an absolute legend mm. because he's enabled Lucy's Law. Lucy's Law, yeah. And and you just mentioned LA. There's no more um, dog, bred dogs are now being sold in pet stores right, and, yeah. and so on. So LA has actually, it's the, the first state to sort of ban the sale of bred dogs. So you can actually now only get a rescue dog in various sort of pet smarts and, pet and yeah. department stores and whatever, which is, which is great. And yeah. It should be and it's encouraging people to think about adopting a dog, but also to think about where that dog is coming from. And also, the so, thing, I suppose the other thing too that is a kind of, it's, it's muddy, is the cost. Yes. Because nobody's actually ever, I don't know if they have, but I, you know, the Kennel Club, I think, give guidelines onto them. But you know, you see on the internet again, these varying costs and you have no idea why one of them might be £900, yes. another £2,500. Yes. And you, you are kind of spooked into getting one. I've got lots of, you know, a few friends who've, 
who have gone through that because they've fallen in love with the, with it and yes, they're like, oh, whatever, yeah. I'll just pay. Yes. And then you think, well, two and a half grand for 12 years or 15 years, yeah. that's kind of okay. Yeah. But it's, it, you've got to be much more, there's got to be much more jurisdiction there to say, look, this is actually what they should be sold yes. for. Yes. And I think that's what Mark Abraham is, yeah. is really doing so well. And I think, you know, gradually people are becoming more and more aware. Well, I, I would like, certainly like, to think so, yeah. that people are becoming more and more aware of, you know, if they are getting a breed, they go to a proper breeder, breeder yeah. which is Kennel Club registered. Yeah. And we work with a, a lovely guy, actually, um, a guy called Barry, um, and he helps people find the right dog for them. He's about to set up this wonderful business in Westfield called Urban Mutts, where you can <laughs> take it. your dog and while you go shopping, you yeah. leave your dog and Amazing. your dog can be walked, groomed, cleaned, looked I'll after. I'll be using that, don't worry. Absolutely. It's a genius <laughs> great idea. idea. It's a great Brilliant. idea. Yeah. So leave your dog at Westfield when you go shopping. Um, but so get back, back to Bev. Okay, back to so Bev. So back to Bev. So the cockapoo with Mickey Mouse. Yes. That put us off. Put you off. Really did. Yeah. And I was like, I don't think I want to go down this route. And then we were talking to a couple of our friends and they had said, look, there's a really good breeder in Windsor. They are fantastic. And I think there's a litter coming quite soon. Yeah. So we thought, okay, this ticks the boxes. Uh, it felt like it was the right thing. And uh, we then started to look at what a cavapouchon was like, because it's the cavapoo, the cockapoo, as you say, yeah. there's so many. What's the difference between a cavapoo and a cavapouchon? Uh, it's got bichon frise. Bichon, yes. So it's got that very, very yeah. pretty face. Yes. And and it's not so um, curly, the yeah. hair, it's a bit longer, it's lovely. Yeah. She's white, she's she's amazing, she's beautiful. I'll show you a picture in a minute. I should yeah. have brought her in, I'm sorry, but... <laughs> Where she's, is her, she? Her, dad, her other daddy's got her. <laughs> um, and so we then were like, right, let's go up and see them and so we called them up can we have a look at them they said a couple of them have already been sold but there's three here and she was the run to the litter yeah. the little tiny one in the corner Sweet. and she just looked at us and she just nipped nipped my nose when we you know we gave her a kiss and you're like okay that's the one and yes. you're like great yeah. and you you're know. done and they've almost feel like they've attached to you yeah. and then you've got that really tricky time when you've got to wait for them obviously to be ready to go and they've been chipped and yeah. You know, they've had some of their injections, etc. And, you know, you go through this period of, uh, weirdly for me, I was thinking when I was a kid, like a dog would be something that my parents would look after. Mm. And if it did a poo or a pee, that would be them picking it up. Yeah. And you kind of have this weird, like 20 years of never having a pet or having yeah. that responsibility. And then suddenly to have this responsibility, I kept on saying to Andy, you know, this is for life yes and we're like this is going to change everything our holidays yep. our travel our this and that so then we're like right let's be really really clever and get the best gunkles and uh, god dog dog fathers and have you got dog, dog mothers and we got dog dog, mothers. yeah who love dogs but just wouldn't want to commit and we have some brilliant ones now yep. so i'm like actually this is perfect because you do you also have to have a bit of an infrastructure of friends a network of friends yes. who you can rely on yep. to just look after them and Make sure yeah. and give them the love that you give them. Yes. And I mean, did this, I can't tell you, this is such music to my ears because this is the absolute sensible, yes. the best way yeah. to have a bring a dog into your life. You think about what's right for the dog. You've done your research into where the dog is actually coming from, yeah. the kind of club and the right place. Been to meet the dog. And then you've got a network of friends. Yeah. I mean, 
when people call and we do our sort of home checking and through via Skype and you know it's we it's so important that people do have a sort of a plan for if they're not very well or sick or at work exactly. all day you know because it's you know people obviously go to work all day but if you've got you know sort of plans where you've got people who can help with your dog and when you go on holidays and all of those things it's so important and yeah. also makes life so much easier yeah, of course. and it's not quite so daunting one of the biggest things i've realized i've noticed this in such a great way and people just talk about this all the time but from a mental health point of view yes. i cannot tell you how what she has brought into my family yeah she's brought love joy obviously she's brought I stopped looking at my phone. You yeah. know, I put it down for hours rather than moments. I'm not so bothered with, I, I've been going home earlier. I've been, yeah. I'm a workaholic and I'd be going home to take the dog home, yes. to feed the dog. At lunchtime, I might take her home. Like it has changed, and I'm still doing as much as I did before, yeah. but I'm far happier. Yes. I'm loving going for long walks every weekend. Yeah. Loving chatting to her and just, giving love and yes. getting love back. Yeah. And it's such a refreshing thing to see. And when I look at my husband having the same joy, it makes me fall in love with him much, much more. Really? And I didn't think I could anyway. Aww. But you know what I mean? Wonderful it's all love, like and it's amazing. don't think you could love anyone anymore. When you see you them. find out you can. You can. Yes. But there's something, I, I don't know, d d kind, kindness is such an important trait in mm. people and that I think when you see someone in love with an animal and treat an animal so kindly and mm. so beautifully with that sort of again that, that like you say the simple things in life I mean you know your heart wants to melt oh, doesn't God, it so totally. if you see Andrew completely in love and taking care and loving Bev yeah. I mean of course it's going to make you yeah, love someone more, isn't it? I mean, Definitely. it's just, well, not of course, but I mean, it, no, you it, do, it you would me. I mean, when, when one of the first times, well, my boyfriend came to the country and, you know, I never thought actually that having six dogs would be an issue for anyone. I mean, it didn't even cross my mind until one of his friends said to me, it's quite a big ask, Nick. Um, <laughs> and I thought he was talking about the age difference because there's quite a big age difference between us. And I was like, what? What do you mean exactly? He said, well, six dogs. I went, what? <laughs> he said, what's well, a big ask for someone yeah. to It's like, hadn't even crossed my mind. But my big dog, Lenny, doesn't like to eat from his bowl. He likes to be fed, fed. by hand. <laughs> so, you know, I'd have to feed him. And Will sat on the floor and fed him by hand. And that's when I fell in love with yeah, him. Yeah, you're like, okay, that's yeah, the one. That's okay. Yeah, that's good. And he's amazing with all of our dogs. And, and I don't think I could be with someone who didn't have that love or respect for animals. Because no, it's so important. Yeah. I grew up with dogs, you grew yeah. up with dogs, Andrew grew up with dogs. I mean, I think... I think that's, I think also the, there's the flip side of that when you are older. So my mm. father passed away last year, but he had, he was 93 and he loved, my brother's got, has a Dachshund. So when my, when we, brought the dog to the um, the care home, yeah. the difference in my father 
from best, especially from a cognitive point of view, yeah. was immense. Yes. And you could see this immense love that he had for the dog, and you know, it was just such a lovely thing to see. And you could see that therapy again. Yes. Coming back, and they're doing something, and they're actually they're, you know, my dad's brain was working a different yeah. way to react to the dog, and it kind of takes away from that monotony of their existence when you are that age yes. and you're, you know, you've got dementia, etc. Yeah. So I, f I find that I think. You know, it'd be really interesting to see what people do with dogs when they take them into homes, etc. Well, we, we have a, a lot of our dogs become therapy dogs. It's an amazing thing to yeah. for people to have that sort of, you know, that moment with an animal. And also the sort of, the, the actual tactile. Yes, the holding, well, it is that tactile. The stroking. Yeah. It's such an amazing thing when you're living in that sort of care home environment, even schools and children. I mean, yeah. one of the main ambitions for the foundation is to actually have a sort of sanctuary where we bring children out from the cities who don't have that luxury of having an animal yeah. in their life. And, you know, having a, an animal in our lives, I think, does teach us so much. I mean, like you've already mentioned, but teaches us about loss too. Yes, and 100%. that's such a great yeah. lesson as a, a child. But with so many kids, you're saying you've spent less time on your phone and your screen because of them. Yeah. You know, can, can you imagine if dog, if our children grew yeah, up yeah. with animals around them, they are going to spend less time. It teaches not. them to be responsible. And it's so very important. Yeah. So I, th I think it's, you know, a, a, an amazing thing for children and people. And like you say, it brings everyone together. together. Yeah. Mm. So uh, what's your favorite moment about Bev? What's, <laughs> if you had to list one <laughs> fabulous quality about Bev, what would it be? I just think that, well, I think it's her, she's got this joyous personality. Yeah. Like she's so happy. And she's a, she's a bit like me. I, I, t I love everyone. Yeah. And I think everyone's going to love me. And they probably yeah. don't. So she... And I love <laughs> watching... do. <laughs> I love watching her when she meets a big dog that yeah. really doesn't want anything to do with her. And she's like... She looks kind of like, but I'm Bev. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, you know, I should be looked at. And it's so funny to see that. But, and to see her joy. So yeah. when we take her for walks, it just makes me... It fills my heart. Where do you walk her? What's uh, Victoria Park. Right. So, which is great, you know, yeah. in the centre of East London, it's yes. such a great park. It's, we, we're still having, you know, I don't want to leave her off the lead too much because I just worry that she'll just run off somewhere. She's yeah. not properly trained that way yet. But she's still quite young. Yeah, she's, she's young. Only she's four only months. five months. Five, five, five months, months now. Yeah. So she's a young, young lady. Yeah. But she's great, you know, she, she does come when we ask her to, but yeah. you just think, hmm, she could go off. Yeah. But she, but I can't wait to take her to the country, like go to the South Downs. Yes. And, do a long walk. Oh, well, we, I have a little house in oh, West you? Sussex. Oh, Come to you? the South Downs. Yeah, we'll definitely. go for a walk. Okay, great pub. Great Love pub that. down the road. Horse, horse guards does the best food. Oh, Take your perfect. dog. Okay. And we can, we can walk there with together. a couple of mine on, on the South Downs. That would just be genius. In her, in her uh, Versace. In her Versace. <laughs> <laughs> Forget and Beverly Hills. We've got the uh, South Downs. get a pair of some hunters <laughs> or something for the... Um, <laughs> for, the, for the muddy dog walk, but do you have to have her groomed? Yeah, but actually was really lucky is my office is next to a dog groomer. Yeah. I mean, I'm probably spending more money on her haircuts than I'll ever do on mine, but I don't mind. She goes every week. <laughs> she goes every week. <laughs> Does She's she? like the most, she had, oh, last week she had a lavender facial. Oh, stop it. Honestly. What, like sort of head <laughs> down <laughs> in, the, in the hole on the bed <laughs> with the scent <laughs> coming up through there? <laughs> yeah, she's good. But she had a lamp. Really? She looked absolutely gorgeous. She smelt divine. 
and apparently it's really good for her. Lavender so, facial. Yeah. That's so nice. I know. Does she, I mean, why? I mean, why lavender? Because it's I relaxing, I guess. Is it? Apparently, it's a it's a soothing. For us, it is. For us, it is. I think for dogs, well. it must be the same thing. Yeah. But um, I think also it potentially isn't. It's not hasn't got any toxicity in it, yeah. so it's fine for their sensitive skin. So Bev has a great wardrobe. Bev has a great wardrobe. She has facials. <laughs> she has facials. What, so what do you feed Bev? Do you uh, cook for her every don't, night? Actually, we don't. I remember my mum always used to cook for our dogs, yeah. and it was ridiculous. Like they would probably get better food than we would. <laughs> so we, she's on dry food at the moment, right. and I actually am not. I'll be honest with you, I'm not educated enough with regards to what to make them, wet, whether wet food or dry food is better, what nutrients they need. Obviously, that's why I give them food from a, from, from Pedigree Charm or yeah. whatever it is. Um, and then obviously there's organic stuff. So I'm not, I need to be edu more educated on that, to mm. be honest. There's a, there's a great company that we work with, Butternut Box. Uh, have a look at them because okay. what they do is you fill out, and I think their food is fantastic. Um, and I, lots of people I know who use them say their dog is so much better because the food we feed our dogs is like giving kids a McDonald's and Coke. Yeah. You know, when you give them a sort of pedigree charm, yeah. and you know they'll be climbing the walls. So the, the first thing when people have behaviour issues with their dogs is the first thing most people will say. And I'm not saying Bev has any issues at all, but the, when dogs do, the first thing that people will say is you need to look at their, their what food, you're feeding okay. them. And button up box, so you will have to fill out a form all about Bev. Uh -huh. and and, you know, I don't really know exactly what it's asking you, but I mean, I know it's, it's sort of quite detailed. Yeah. And they tell you exactly what they think she, she should, should be eating, eating okay. and the amount of food. And they deliver it to you every month. Yeah. And you put it in your freezer that and or you can have it every two weeks or yeah. you choose your delivery slots and whatever. But they, have a, they, they do great food and it's all homemade. What would she sound like? Well, she'd be very, like, she's very, uh, who would she be like? That's a really good, good one. I have to think about that. Because she's quite sassy. So she's got a little bit of Samantha from Sex and the City. Right. But she's very, she, so she's got that she's got attitude. attitude, but yeah. she's very, very kind and loving. So I think she'll have a bit of Judy Dench in her as well. Right. So she's sassy, but she's also very... She's got a bit of an old soul. Motherly? Motherly. She loves, it's really weird. She doesn't kiss me, like she kisses Andy on the lips and she'll like lick his lips and mm. his nose. Me, she doesn't, but. How do you feel about that? Oh, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. If he stopped doing it, it'd be a different story, but. <laughs> I don't mind the dog doing it. Stop licking my lips, I'm, I'm How, getting a bit upset. But it's very, it is interesting to see that difference. Where, yeah. However, when I, she will sleep next to me and just so Andy's like there's such there is a different she sees us in different ways right. and I find that really do you think he treats her differently do you, who do you think is like the boss in the three of you oh I think I'm the, the pack, boss. pack leader I think I'll be the boss yeah because she knows when we go out we're going out yeah there's no kind of like and he's more he he pops in and out because she right. comes to work with me. Yeah. So I think she knows that when she's got her lead on, she's off to the work. Yeah. She's coming back. And maybe she sees him as a fun one. Right. Like she can have silent chats with. <laughs> yeah. There's always one parent, isn't there, that's one. sort of, you know. And I always thought the, I'd be the, the fun more, one, Nikki. Yeah. And now I've been oh, no. wrong. <laughs>
fun one, one anymore. No, you're going to have oh to change God. that. You're going to have to change that. <laughs> oh, my yeah. dog, I should say. Yeah, my dog. <laughs> Thank you so much, Eve. Thank and you. actually, I look forward to meeting Bev. You will. And Andrew. And Andy. Yes, we'll do that in the, in the South. Oh, no, the South Downs. South Downs. Yes, yeah, it's only an hour and a half away. Lovely. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you. So that's our show for today. If you want to share your dog stories, please email info at podpeopleproductions.co.uk or send pictures to at podpeopleuk on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. We'd really love to hear from you. If you like today's show, please subscribe and rate us on wherever you get your podcasts. It does help other dog lovers to find us. Dog bless you was produced by Mike Hansen for Pod People Productions and presented by me, Nikki Tibbles. Theme music by Mike Hansen. And if you want to join or contribute to the Wild at Heart Foundation, please go to wilderheartfoundation.org. Thank you so much and see you soon. Pod People.